One of the most common complaints I hear from people is that they don't have enough time to work on changing their habits with technology. They might hear me talk about meditating and think, I don't have time to sit still and meditate for an hour or 30 minutes or even for 10 minutes every day. Believe me, I completely get this perspective and I know that we're all busier than ever before. But the good news is that there are some simple steps that you can take, even if your time is very limited, to change how you interact with technology to create positive change in your life. Today, I'm going to share with you some things that I have done and continue to do, even when I have very limited time and that have a very significant impact on how I feel and how I interact with technology. I've talked many times on this podcast and in our blog about the fact that I'm a patent attorney and that in my job, I need to be able to get into a state of deep focus for long periods of time in order to get my work done. I remember a few years ago, I reached a point where just the sound of my smartphone ringing would feel really jarring to me. It'd be very disruptive, especially if I was in one of those states of deep thought. And I would I would almost jump out of my chair. <laughs> my chest would get tight. My heart would start racing. Yes, you know, so I remember even getting really angry sometimes, cursing at the phone. You know, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> As if it was a, a living thing. Although I was already using many of the techniques that you've heard me suggest on the blog and podcast, like using Do Not Disturb or putting the phone in another room, there were times when this just wasn't practical. And as a lawyer, I do need to be responsive to my clients. You know, I, I even had a remote receptionist service for my business to screen calls, but I would still have some of this same feeling of being disoriented and, and lose my focus when the receptionist would call me to let me know that a call was coming in. And I'll tell you that that feeling of irritation and, and um, having a lack of focus, even anger, would linger with me for a while. It might take me five or 10 minutes to settle down, for my heart to go back to a normal pace, and for me to then get fully refocused on what I had been working on before the phone rang. And, you know, just turning the phone off all the time was not a practical option for me. But at the same time, this impact that the interruptions were having on me was having a significant impact on my ability to be productive and just on how I felt during the day. So I had put all of these practical measures into place, and although they helped me a lot, I still hadn't tackled the physical and emotional reactions I was having to my smartphone, whether it was vibrating or ringing from calls, from texts, and other kinds of notifications. And I'm sure many of you are in the same boat where you can't turn off your phones all day. It's really hard or impossible to just ignore every buzz or beep or ring that your phone makes. And when I realized that, you know, it put me into this, this further state of confusion, a bit of hopelessness, like how was I ever going to deal with this problem? But then it hit me. Maybe my phone wasn't what needed to change. It was really me. As the person using the phone, I had control of myself, not really the phone ultimately. And I knew that really in the end, it came down to how my mind and how my body reacted to the phone ringing. And I realized that I had 
other experiences in my life that I could draw on where I had changed my own habits. So I decided to use a combination of my experience from mindfulness meditation and martial arts training to retrain myself to have new responses to the phone ringing and vibrating and notifying me. I knew it was possible for me to retake control of myself, to create internal change. But the challenge then was how to adapt what I had learned in martial arts training and meditation to how I interacted with my phone. And I knew it all had to start with what sometimes are called triggers in mindfulness training. Perhaps the most common trigger that people have used in mindfulness training throughout the ages is the ringing of a meditation bell. Many different traditions in meditation uh, begin a session with the ringing of a bell. And if you practice mindfulness meditation this way, you learn to use the sound of the bell ringing to focus your attention inward on your experience. For example, on your breath. Sometimes the teacher will ring the bell several more times during the meditation session to help remind you to pull your attention back to your breath, to your internal experience, to be mindful again and to refocus your attention. And then often the session ends with the sound of a bell ringing again. So I thought, why not use the sound of my phone ringing as a reminder to me to be mindful? It may sound weird, but the sound of a phone ringing is not that different from the sound of a meditation bell. And if anyone out there, if you're familiar with that sound of a meditation bell ringing, you can even change your phone ringtone to be the sound of a meditation bell, to have it act as a trigger in you to remind you to be mindful in that moment. So here's what I did in my own training. At the beginning of every day, I sat down with my phone and I would make it play the sound of the phone ringing. And this is very easy to do. You just go into your phone's settings and you tap on the sound of the ringtone. So I would practice making that phone ringing sound and then paying attention to my breath and taking three deep breaths in response to hearing the phone ringing. And I would focus on intentionally relaxing my body at the same time. Now, I spent about five to 10 minutes a day doing this, but it was really hard because my instinctive internal bodily and mental reaction to hearing that phone ringing sound was to tense up and get really irritated. But this was an opportunity for me to intentionally practice having a different response to the phone ringing, to use that sound of the ringtone just like a meditation bell to remind me to be mindful, and even to relax. Over time, as I was practicing using the sound of the phone ringtone as a reminder to me to be mindful, I found that it was starting to sink in. Hearing that ringtone was being less and less a trigger to be anxious and irritated and more and more a trigger to be mindful. From a scientific perspective, you could say that I was using classical conditioning on myself to link my phone's ringtone to a state of mindfulness in myself through repetition so that the sound of the ringtone would trigger that internal state of mindfulness. And I did this every day for about two weeks, which was the point at which it felt to me like I had pretty much cemented this habit, like it was feeling natural to me and easy and automatic 
to feel relaxed and present and mindful in response to hearing the phone ring. And believe me, as I went through this practice, I had plenty of opportunities to put the training to the test. You know, I'd be working or doing something else during the day, the phone would ring. And early on, I had my same old instinctive reaction, tense up, stop breathing, get angry. Uh, But most of the time, I at least remembered to force myself to pause and breathe and try to relax my body. I mean, it didn't always work. But I remembered the saying, maybe you all know this, fake it till you make it. You know, I just tried to act as if I was being mindful and relaxed while it wasn't happening in the beginning. And I did my best. And I did find that within even a few days, I noticed some changes in myself that were significant enough to feel like I was making real progress. And I do remember the first time I automatically remembered to pause, breathe, and relax whenever the phone rang. I was still feeling a bit tense and irritated underneath all of that, but it definitely felt better to be pausing and relaxing in addition and to do that fairly automatically. Now, I will admit, it was not a straight path from that state of instinctive reactivity to like instantaneous bliss. You know, for example, because I was pausing for about 10 to 15 seconds after hearing the phone ring and before answering it, sometimes I would actually experience more anxiety than when I had been answering the phone immediately because I had to sit for that 10 to 15 seconds with that craving to answer the phone and experience the tension of it, of not answering the phone while it was ringing, which, you know, to be honest, could feel like an eternity. (laughs) And there were some times when it took me so long to answer the phone that it actually ended up going through the voicemail before I could answer it or the caller would hang up, which would irritate me even more. But I tried to sit with all of this and not just go back, not just give up or go back to my old habits. But, you know, the interesting thing about these unexpected side effects of practicing this new habit was that I was able to use all of them as opportunities to follow the same training plan. If I felt bored or irritated or anxious while waiting to pick up the phone, I tried to use that as an opportunity to pay attention to those very unpleasant feelings and just to sit with them rather than to act on them by picking up the phone to get rid of the irritation. And I found that in general, this helped all of those feelings to subside over time. I just got comfortable having those feelings, even if they didn't subside. And in general, I got a lot better at not acting on those feelings, particularly by picking up the phone, even when I was still having them. And it was very helpful for me to have the repeated experience of waiting before picking up the phone and then just finding, you know, the world didn't end, (laughs) which was what my brain had been telling me. You have to pick up the phone or something horrible will happen. And I experienced, you know, nothing horrible happened. So I think this helped me to reduce my anxiety the next time the phone rang and I didn't answer it immediately. So as I said, it was about two weeks before I felt that I had made the habit pretty much permanent. And this generally did turn out to be true. In two weeks, I'd created a habit that gave me a lot more control and discipline and peace of mind for several years now. I did this starting several years ago. I mean, I got my focus back. I got my productivity way back up. There's been a few times since then when I felt like that habit was starting to slip 
a little bit. And whenever that's happened, I just go back to my old practice again for maybe five minutes a day, sometimes beginning, middle, and end of day for a couple of days usually until I'm able to get back on track and re-cement that habit. It's kind of like taking your your car in for a tune-up every once in a while. Because, and I'm sure you've had this experience, even when we make habits permanent, we may still need to practice them intentionally, either periodically or as needed from time to time to maintain them and keep them from slipping. What's interesting to me is that I came up with this practice as a way to relieve the stress and anxiety that I felt whenever I heard my phone ring. And I have definitely experienced that benefit as a result. But there's been a huge extra side benefit which is that I have now turned the sound of my phone ringing into a trigger for me to engage in a short, mindful breathing and relaxation exercise. So whenever my phone rings now, I don't just experience a lack or absence of stress. I also experience affirmative relaxation, and I get to practice some mindfulness for about 10 or 15 seconds. So I actually feel grateful When my phone rings now, (laughs) a very different experience than before. At the beginning of this podcast, I said that I hear from many people that they don't have enough time to meditate or to do the other things that they feel would be necessary to change how they interact with technology. Uh, They say they're too busy. They don't have a minute between when they wake up in the morning and when they go to bed at night. And believe me, I know that we're all super busy. But I shared this personal story of mine because I used very little time, just about 10 minutes a day for two weeks, so about two hours total over those two weeks, to change how my mind and body react to my phone ringing. Just think about that. Not much of an investment. But the bigger benefit that I hope will appeal to all of you who think that you don't have enough time for this is that this training has paid off literally hundreds of times since then every time my phone rings, and with almost no additional time required. Now, when you hear that, do you still think that you don't have enough time to try something like this? And just think about the fact that by using 10 to 15 seconds to practice mindful breathing and relaxation whenever your phone rings or text message notification comes up, that you can build some mindfulness and relaxation practice into your day without necessarily having to set aside an hour or some other big chunk of time to do it. The reason that I am so passionate about sharing this kind of experience with all of you is not only that I've benefited so much from it in my own life, but also that I haven't seen this kind of training offered elsewhere. I came up with this kind of exercise for myself precisely because I hadn't found a way anywhere else to address the stress I was experiencing from my smartphone. I was aware of other mindfulness-based practices for noticing and becoming aware of how I felt when my smartphone rang, but the missing piece to the puzzle was what to do with that awareness, how to leverage that awareness to change my instinctive reactions to my phone and to replace them with new habits. And that's where I drew on my martial arts training. It was this experience that gave me the insight that if I wanted to change how I reacted to my phone, I would need to go beyond just noticing how I reacted to my phone ringing by also intentionally practicing a new way of responding to my phone, 
and to engage both my mind and my body in that practice, and then to drill that practice over and over again, over time, in order to cement it as a new habit. And it's because I've personally experienced so much benefit from this and other techniques that I've used myself that I feel so passionate about sharing what I've learned and experienced with all of you. Because I'm sure that many of you listening are suffering from the same kind of reactivity to technology that I've struggled with. So now that I've shared some of my journey with you, I'd like to ask for your help. After more than 50 episodes of the Technology for Mindfulness podcast, we're launching a new product. It's a new version of our online Tap into Mindfulness course for helping you to tackle your reactivity to your smartphone and to take back control over how you use technology. But we want to make sure that we give our listeners the best value possible. If you go to askmindful.com, we have a short questionnaire. It will take less than a minute to fill out that will help us to build the best product possible for you. And plus, when you fill out that questionnaire, you'll get 50% off all versions of the Tap Into Mindfulness online course. So just go to askmindful.com now and thank you in advance. That's askmindful.com. And as always, check out our blog, podcast, and courses online at technologyformindfulness.com. And I'll see you next time on the Technology for Mindfulness podcast. Thank you.